O grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, I ask the question this morning, why are we here? Indeed, in Minnesota in the wintertime, there are certainly a lot of options that a person could take advantage of today, aren't there? You might say, well, you know, it's not quite as cold as, as it has been. The ice maybe isn't really that safe, but yet you could have found a place to go ice fishing this morning. Even if you felt your favorite place is a little bit unsafe today because of the warmer weather that we've had, you know, you could have still found some place to go. And I remember when I was a, a young man, professional wrestling was always on Sunday morning, you know. You could stay home from church on Sunday. You could watch professional wrestling, you those wrestling stars of old, and, and you could have maybe a, an enjoyable time. You could have put in your tape from the Super Bowl last week, couldn't have you? You could have re-watched the Super Bowl this morning. You didn't have to be able to come out to the church. Why are we here? Hey, the bottom line for each and every one of us should be that love of Jesus, shouldn't it? That we would come to the church because we have a love of Jesus. We woke up this morning and said, you know what? I want to go to church. Maybe for some of you, you had obstacles to overcome. Maybe for uh, some of you, your, your, your drive, your, your place is still completely iced over because, you know, all the, the snow kind of melted and it formed a pool and then the pool refroze and now you just kind of are skating uh, across your lot trying to get to your car, your truck to make it in today. You have something to overcome. May for some of you, it's simply the, the pains of old age. May, you know, for, for Terry this morning, he had some surgery and he could have, well, just stayed home, right? I'm recovering. I hurt. I feel bad. I feel ill. I just want to stay home. But yet, Somehow, some way, you woke up this morning and inside of you was that thought, I want to go to church. Even if it means going out when it's 30 below, you, you went out that day. Even if it meant you had to scrape your windshield, you, you went and scraped it. Even if it meant you had to forego ice fishing that morning, right? You came to the service. But why? Are we here? You know, maybe for some of you this morning, you came just to be able to sing the hymns, right? We have beautiful hymns that we're able to, to sing on Sunday. And yeah, you know, we, we missed Dorothy a, a whole lot when she was able to play for us, but still we're able to convey the music for our hymns. Still we're able to sing praises to our Lord, aren't we? 
If that's the only reason that you came, that's perfectly fine because to be able to worship God, to be able to have that expression of love, of respect for our Lord through music, that's one of the best parts, isn't it? To sing praises to the Lord. But another reason that many of us came out today was, you know, for that, you know, confession and absolution of our sins, wasn't it? And maybe it's not so much the confession part. You know, maybe you don't really, you know, it's hard to get into that part. You know, we beat ourselves up and, you know, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess. And you say, man, I just, I don't really like that part. But we love the second part, don't we? The pastor says, in the stead and by the command of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That means, you know, in the place of Jesus, I pronounce to you the forgiveness of all of your sins. Yeah, we're made new every week, aren't we? We get to be washed clean again. We get to be like that little child again, don't we? Remember what it was like to be, you know, just five or six years old and you had a clear conscience and, and, you know, you weren't worried a whole lot about sin and there wasn't kind of a mountain of stuff that had built up over the course of your lifetime. The biggest thing you were worried about maybe was you broke the plate and you hadn't told mom yet. Can I remember that? Well, guess what? If, if you broke the plate and you didn't tell your wife yet this week, yeah, you can come to the church and you can hear that forgiveness, can't you? The, the guilt, the shame, it doesn't have to just pile up over the course of a lifetime. But every single week you can come and lay it at the feet of Jesus. Every single week you can be here. You can go through that confession of sins. You can receive that absolution, that blessed cleansing water of our Lord and Savior that washes the sin away. You can start fresh and new again. You see, dear friends, that really is one of the greatest consolations of the Christian life, isn't it? The the Bible doesn't say, you know what, you you sin, you better suffer for that for 10 years. The Bible doesn't say, you know, you you really blew it in that area of your life. That's going to be like 20 years, man. You better feel it every second of every day for 20 years. No, it's not like man's law, is it? Jesus comes in and he says, guess what? I forgive you all of your sins. They're washed away. You're clean. You're new. You don't have to live in guilt and shame. You can get up once again and face this coming week as that, like that little five-year-old that you used to be. But joy with wonder, with a a sense of expectation 
know that something good is out there. You know, that's what our Lord and Savior has promised, isn't it? He says, you know, guess what? If I can watch that little bird hopping on the ground and know what that little bird needs, I certainly know what you need. I have good plans for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans to create good outcomes for you. Plans to give you of my grace and mercy. You see, dear friends, with these wonderful promises, we can come to the service and not only sing those grand hymns of praise that that seem to open our communication with the Lord, but we can be assured that God is for us, that he desires good things in our lives, that he wants us to have of his provision, that he forgives us, that we're cleansed, that I no longer have to live my life thinking I'm not good enough or I don't deserve anything from God's hand, but rather I can begin to trust the promises of our Lord where he says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous person availeth much. But you know, here, here's what I'm, I'm not saying, and I've, I've shared this little example with you before, but you know what? When I, when I was a young man and, and I was going to church, I really wanted at that time a Pontiac Trans Am. Do you remember Pontiac? I hope most of you still remember Pontiac. You know, they've gone out of business now years ago. But, you know, as as that that young fella back in the 70s, you know, I thought to myself, if I could just have a Pontiac Trans Am, now that would be the thing. And so you go to church, you know. Here I am sitting in the church. I'm fervently praying, right? Because I have a lot of energy in this. I really want that Pontiac Trans Am. Oh, Lord, give me a Trans Am. Fervently praying. Dear friends, that's not what our prayers are supposed to be about, is it? Probably we grow and we mature. and, And what, you know, do you really want? Today, you you want your loved ones to come to Christ, don't you? Right, your your sons, your daughters, especially your nieces, your nephews that are out there. You you have maybe even aunts or uncles that are still living that have gone astray. You, You want those people to come to know the Lord. But how can our prayers be effective? Right, well, you know, certainly we have to be fervent. I have to, I have, I have to, you know, have that desire. I really want that trans am. See, that's fervency, certainly, but it also has to have the, the right direction, doesn't it? Now that I'm fervently praying for that lost loved one. I fervently desire for things to become different in, in this area of my life. I really, really need it to happen, see. 
the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous person. How did I become righteous? I came to the church. I confessed my sins. I received the absolution of Christ in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I forgive you all of your sins. You're cleansed. You're righteous at that moment in time. And then you go to the Lord in prayer. Yes, I have Got it. Why? Because I suffered 20 years? No. Why? Why have I got it? Because I'm so great? No. That's not it. Why, why do I have it? Because Jesus died for my sin. Because my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he just said, I forgive you all of your sins. I'm cleansed, I'm new, I'm righteous. And now I stand before God, effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. Your prayers can now work, you see. Because you came back to God, because you laid your sin at his feet, because you received the absolution, because in God's eyes, you are the righteous person. And now you go in your prayer and God hears you. He wants to help you. You know, it's all part of being God's child, isn't it? And I talked about that last week, you know. It, it certainly would be okay with us if I used to be a slave of, of Satan and now I'm a slave of God. Right? It's a step up, isn't it? It'd be great. But as great as that would be, it'd be even maybe better to not be a slave at all, but to be a servant at least. If I could be a janitor in God's basement, hey, I could be a servant. But no, God says we are his sons and daughters. A child of God, a co-heir with Christ. He calls us his children and that is, is what we are. Now, dear friends, that's why we came today. Because, yeah, we love to sing the hymns, don't we? We love to make that joyful expression of worship. We love to have that song in our hearts. But even more, we came because we wanted that forgiveness. And even if you broke the plate and you didn't tell your wife about it yet, even if there's something more that weighs upon your conscience, something that has been haunting you perhaps even for 20 years, that sin can be forgiven. That righteousness of Christ can come upon you in the stead, by the command of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I proclaim to each of you, your sin is washed clean. You are new. You are made whole. 
And God loves you so much that as your heavenly father, he longs to hear your prayers to him. He longs to give the answers in your life. He longs to bring your loved ones back to know the Lord. He longs to give to you good things. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.